Hello, and welcome to the Lessons from the Core podcast with your host, Lisa Kara. I'm so excited to have you here for this episode 15. This episode is sponsored by the Weekend Fashionista. Uh, welcome to my guest today, Pravini Pereira. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much for being here. I'm uh, thrilled to have you all here on this podcast journey with me. I've taught Pilates for over 22 years. I'm a wife, a mother, best-selling author, and I created this podcast to share these lessons from the core with you. As you listen in each week, I invite you to think about which roads do you keep going down? Where have you been unwilling to change your habits? Maybe now is the time to learn to self-reflect on those lessons and see the red flags faster so that you can get on the right road and path. Sometimes we can spend years on one road or pattern and it's all that we know until we learn the right lesson from the core. On today's show, as I mentioned, I'm so thrilled to have my friend, blogger, professor, and influencer Pravini Pereira. And again, welcome. It's so awesome to have you on. So excited to be here. So Pravini is also based here in Ottawa, Canada. She runs a blog and Instagram account called The Weekend Fashionista. Pravini works full-time as a professor professor of international business at Algonquin College and is a published author, having written the book Cocktails and Conversations, A Guide to Networking. Congrats again on your book. And we're going to talk more about that. Um... And you started your blog as a hobby in 2017 after friends and co-workers kept asking her where she got her outfits. And she's since grown into something, uh, grown into something that you truly enjoyed. And you've really, you know, even applied it with your traveling and business endeavors and even just what you share and how you teach with your students, which is a super uh, extra layer of fun that they get to experience. Um, and then you've also collaborated with Canadian international brands such as Fairmont Hotels, Ritz-Carlton, Susie Shear, Sophia Grace, and Woodbine Entertainment. And again, today I, for the occasion, had to, of course, pick a Susie Shear sweater to wear. <laughs> Uh, I love seeing your videos and your reels with all of your unbelievable fashion inspiration. You inspire so many women to step it up in their closet. And it's a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of Susie Shear way before I started the blog as well. And actually, that's where it kind of got started because my coworkers would always say, I love your outfit. Would you get that blazer? Would you get that dress? Susie Shear. So thank you for, for wearing uh, your Susie outfit as well. For sure. And then how was that tr- transition from planning it out and getting inspired and loving it to actually taking it to the techie aspect of blogging? Like, had you already been into website design and just linking that aspect of things? Or was there a learning curve there? There was a learning curve and I knew nothing about blogging or bloggers or influencers. I knew zero. And I actually thought they just share items from their closet. So every time a brand that I liked would have a sale, I would go and I would shop the sale. I would do little videos of what I bought and take photos and post them on Instagram. And I figured, okay, that's easy. People can see them and I can just share the links with my friends. And if I have a website, I can just 
write about it and talk about how I style certain items. I had zero idea about monetization. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I had, I just thought, oh, people are just doing this for fun. How lovely. Um, and my biggest goal when I did find out about it was just to get accepted on Like to Know It. I had no idea about sponsored posts. I just figured if people buy an item that you linked, okay, you get commissioned. That's wonderful. That's a nice bonus. So like kind of an affiliate link thing where use my promo code and. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Nice. And it was just. And was that back 2017-ish as well? That was in 2017. Yeah, okay. When I was doing that and I had zero idea about any of the whole monetization aspect of it. Uh, so there was a lot of learning, a lot of researching, a lot of. Uh, falling into it by accident, uh, Susie Shear was the first brand that did reach out to me for a collaboration there in way back in 2017. And I had, I think, under a thousand followers at the time, but they really liked the work that I did. And uh, I'm so grateful for the, the partnership with them for so many years. So yes. And that would that have been them finding you through your posts with like using Susie Shear hashtag? Exactly. Yeah. And tagging them. And I figured yes, hey, okay. if they repost me, that's a win. That was literally my my end goal was, oh, yes. wow, thank you for seeing my photo. And I hope more people can find it helpful. So it was just really enjoyable for me. I love doing it. Uh, my mom takes 90% of my photos. She's the weekend photographer. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, it was just a fun. So sweet. It's so nice when it's a family affair that way, you know, when you can really let your creativity shine and get some help from family members in that way. Now, did she inspire your fashionista in you? Absolutely. From the time I was a little girl, I always thought she was so stylish. I loved you know, watching her put on her lipstick and I had my little chapstick <laughs> and my little purse that I would stuff with Monopoly money because I didn't have any real money. <laughs> so yes, definitely. And and she's, I have a very close relationship with my mom. Uh, we get along really well. And she's the first one to tell me if something isn't flattering or if I need to you know, reassess my my outfit, outfit choice or do a closet audit or something like that. So uh, yes. Oh, nice. And we were talking one time about, um, have you ever done one of those color analysis for clothing and that? Have you, I'm, I want to look into that. So you'll have to hook me up with some of your resources. Absolutely. And you can do that pinch test as well, right? To see sort of your, your undertone. and then Okay. Kind of okay. That helps to set things up. Yeah. Okay. okay. And how do we, do you want to explain that one to us? Well, it's um, it's a little complicated and it's difficult to kind of show. Or we can look it up. Okay. You can, uh, I, I'll send you some resources. Maybe I'll share. Yeah, some we could link it in the show notes if that okay. if that works. But yeah. yeah, it's that's always interesting because it is true. It's so unbelievable what color does to our skin tones and shadows and aging. <laughs> and we're sending with the colors we're wearing as well. So right, right, right. Yes, are we radiating that fun? energy are we in our professional mode um and to reflecting on feelings I guess as well right just wow. what kind of moods we're in and what we want to radiate I love that it's so interesting to um just like work with that kind of canvas absolutely and and there you can have so much fun with color I talk about that a lot in my classes as well because I teach international business and you know different meanings that uh various cultures attribute to color. So mm -hmm. you know, for example, in Canada, we love to look 
professional. So we tend to wear more of the blacks and the grays and the blues, but in other countries, they yes. might like something that's more bright and vibrant, like a yellow or a red and, and just, uh, you know, and kind of have fun with it. So it, it's really interesting. We could, I could talk about this all day, <laughs> but there's a lot of fun you can have with color. And on teaching, um, was that something, did you dream about being a teacher all of your life or? I, it wasn't my goal when I was growing up. I, it wasn't sort of, you know, when people ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to be a pediatrician. So stereotypical of a South Asian person. But so you wanted I, to be a doctor. That was I wanted your... to be a doctor and I okay. wanted to be a pediatrician. Yes. Um, but when I started studying science, I loved science. I was a total, total nerd. And science math, mm-hmm. loved it. And did um, you go to high school in Ottawa? I did. I went okay. to Nepean High School in Ottawa. And I was in French immersion there as well. So, you know, I did take a few subjects in, in French. Um, but of course, for university, I was, it was all English. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was, I want to say halfway through my undergrad in biology, I realized I really didn't like research and maybe it really wasn't for me and I had always liked business it was something that I enjoyed and I it kind of came easily to me Mm -hmm. Uh, so I thought maybe for my master's I can take a look at international business and that's sort of where I I kind of switched and uh, went in to do my MBA but I did want to finish my undergrad because I didn't want to be you know throwing away those two years of, of school that I'd already done. So finished the undergrad bio and then went on and to then switched. Okay. Oh, good. Nice. Nice. And, um, and, and then, so tell me about some of your, um, like, what are your favorite things to teach to your business students? I'm sure you love oh. all of it, but is there a certain aspect of yeah, there are so many courses that I love, or certain aspects of courses that I love teaching. Right now, I'm teaching a course on global uh, communications and technologies. And it is one of the most fun courses to teach because we take a look at different cultures, how they communicate, different communication styles, oh, and then we add a whole image layer, like what's the message that I'm sending with the clothing that I'm wearing, with the way that I'm presenting myself, how can I better... Uh, present myself? How can I make connections better? How could we network better? So there's so many different layers to that course, even though we're focusing uh, on an international aspect, it's really fun. And my favorite, favorite part of the course is when the students get to do a Dragon's Den style pitch. So they pick an international company, and they're pitching that company to Canadian investors. I love that because every semester I learn something new from the students. I learn about a new company. I learn about a different business model. It's the most fun. And it's a little selfish because I'm, I'm doing it mainly for me, but they enjoy it as well. <laughs> and, and they're pitching to potential investors, like actual yeah. investors or. I, I, it's usually myself and I'll have some guest judges in. Okay. Their pitches, but we're, we're training them to kind of, uh, pitch at that high level. We're training them to understand different business models, different ways of doing business around the world, um, financing, branding. And it, I, every year I'm blown away. They're just fantastic. I, some of them just 
you know, they're so on brand, they've got the colors, they've got the logos, some of them bring products in. So it's, it's a really great assignment. And it's their, their final assignment. So it's a, it's like I said, it's a very fun course for me. And yeah. I think they- and that would teach them so many skills from launching and pitching and PR. And just as you said, communication. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, and we were so fortunate to have some Ottawa entrepreneurs and local celebrities in uh, at our last class as well. So I, I try to bring in some, uh, you know, industry experts to talk to them. So it's they get that firsthand experience. That is so key. And it's so nice to have access to experts like that, where you can directly ask them questions and just really let it help pave the way for those student interactions. Yeah, for sure. And it, again, like I said, it's it's one of the most fun courses I teach. So I really enjoy it. And are you doing both in person and online? Um, the online provision is there if you know it's a, there's a horrible snowstorm or I'm sick. Right. Okay. To uh, spread that to everybody. Right. Uh, but we are 100 percent in person unless you know something untoward happens. Okay. Okay. Okay awesome and you enjoy that it's so nice to be back in person with everyone and absolutely I love being in on campus and in front of the students and so they can see me and I can see them because sometimes Zoom can get a little lonely when people don't have their cameras on it feels like you're talking to yourself so uh, I really like being on campus I'm so much happier now that we're in person yes yes and tell me about um one of your favorite trips, because I know, as you said, you partner, you're able to partner with some of the uh, hotels and venues. So tell me about one of your favorites. My favorite to date, I've had a lot of wonderful trips. I, I'm, there's two, I, I want to say one was two, and you'll see why it was with Sunwing Airlines. And we went to Los Cabos, Mexico, and it was wonderful. I was there for my birthday last year. I didn't plan it that way, but it just oh, sort of gorgeous. Went. Yeah. So we checked out uh, two resorts. We did uh, Secrets Los Cabos, and then we did Dreams. And one was um, an adult only resort, resort, and the other one was more family style, just because they wanted to feature both. But we had a wonderful time at both resorts. And it was kind of like a dream. I was pinching myself like, wow, they're actually sending me here. So <laughs> um, that was a, a wonderful trip. And the other one was with Destination Toronto. And through that, uh, they sent me to Toronto, but I also partnered with Ritz Carlton in Toronto. So that was a wonderful oh, gorgeous. experience that it was so surreal. They sent me to the spa. They had this gorgeous room and a you know, a marble bathroom. So it was just an amazing experience. We went to the ballet. Uh, okay. saw so, so many wonderful things to do in Toronto. And I was really highlighting some of the luxury experiences that you can have um, that are, you know, within our own province, especially with the um, staycation, Ontario staycation net tax credit. Yes. So we were focusing on that. So I'd say those are two of my favorite blogging trips that I've had. Oh, nice. Yeah. So many gems in Ontario. Have you been yet to the Sandbanks area and Picton and Wellington and 
Not yet, but it is on my list for perhaps this summer. We've been doing quite right. a bit of traveling. Uh, we were in, of course, as you know, Sri Lanka for Christmas. Yes, and New Year's, right? And New Year, yes. And, and, a, the- and another huge uh, milestone occasion. Yes, I did I Did recently engage. So <laughs> in a lot of wedding planning, a lot of busy times. <laughs> um, and of course, we did go to uh, Los Angeles in February as well, just to try to get away from the cold, because I feel like we came back from Colombo a little we too We have early. had a lot of snow. <laughs> um, and oh my goodness, for the wedding planning, like you just must be beside yourself so excited aside from marrying the love of your life like just to incorporate all the decor and outfits and color and oh my goodness you must just be and your mom as well she must be so excited to help you plan all that yes absolutely it's a very happy very exciting time but also very busy time so it's busy personally of course with all the wedding planning and everything that goes into that. And, yeah. But also professionally, just because, um, you know, my fiance and I have also been traveling and busy with our own sort of uh, endeavors as well. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a lot going on. But it's, I'm, I'm very thankful for everything that is happening and, and thankful for the busyness instead of saying, oh, yes, yes, it's a nice busy and it's nice to be productive and, and know that you have a purpose and, you know, serving your students and all that. It's just such a nice way to give back to the community. Yes, absolutely. It's a, I definitely feel fulfilled in, in this career path. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I have a few questions that I really enjoy um, asking my guests. So my first one is, I would love you for you to tell us about a red flag moment that taught you some of your own lessons from the core. So it could be personal, professional. Okay, sure. Um, so for a time I worked in project management and I was, I've got two red flag moments in project management. Uh, so I initially started out as a business analyst uh, for a nonprofit. I liked doing that, mm-hmm. uh, but I always wanted to further my education in project management. I wanted to get some certifications and I really wanted to get my PMP. And my workplace at the time said, well, no, you can't do that because you're just a business analyst and that's not a function. You know, being a project manager and getting the PMP is not a function that's related to your job, even though they're very complementary roles. So that was a big flag. And they were saying, no, you need to do the business analysis certification. And I was like, well, why can't I do this one? This is the one I want to do. We'll have more experience. I'll be better trained to be a better employee Mm -hmm. for you. And that was sort of a, a really big red flag for me in terms of um, feeling like I was held back. And uh, I didn't leave the organization right away. I even looked into the other certification that I wasn't interested in. And, and then I got to the point where I thought, this isn't what I want to do. I'm going to have to invest my time and money in something I'm not really interested in. And that's not something that is going to serve me later on. Right. That's- taking a bit of a leap and and going into a project management role where people were more supportive of me actually pursuing that um, certification. And I think that's really important because a lot of the time we might feel like, oh, you know, our workplace or our boss or a supervisor doesn't want us to do this. So we shouldn't be, you know, pursuing this education or training, but if it doesn't align with your end goal, then don't, you know, waste time doing something that isn't going to serve you later on. 
100%. That's such good advice. And I mean, our passions radiate out, you know, and if we're not truly passionate about that one aspect of the job, yes, there's certain aspects that we just have to do. But you do have to, as you said, listen to your inner knowing and listen to that inner gut that's saying, no, I actually really do want to pursue this specific training or avenue. Um, Like, listen to your listen to yourself, because there's probably a reason that you want to explore that particular thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very uncomfortable when you can't, you know, reach your full potential or, you know, you or someone is saying no, or putting a roadblock there thinking that they know best for you. Yes. that, and depending on our personalities, when we have people that think they know best for us, yes, yes, for sure. And uh, you have a very, you have a pretty huge um, Instagram account. How is that just managing an account with so many followers? Like are your DMs absolutely like, how is just that? Um, I've sort of learned to focus on the positive, just with that many people following and things reaching it. Sometimes the messaging isn't always positive. Sometimes you get those negative comments and um in terms of managing the account, I try my best to respond to everybody, uh, especially if they have a question, if it's something about what size is this or how tall are you because I'm this tall and I want to know how this fits on this type yes. of a person, I will respond right away because it's they're asking because they're genuinely interested. They have a question. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to buy something similar and they want to get that information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and if it's just like, hi, hello, I still at least you know, put a like on it or try to engage with them because I'm grateful for the fact that they're following me. They enjoy the content, negative comments. I just don't engage. I just don't even accept the, uh, the message request because I figure it's going to ruin my day. And then I'm going to go ruin somebody else's day if I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to do that. So I rather just not uh, engage with that. Not engage and just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. That is good advice. Um, And we have had the pleasure of doing some Pilates together in person and uh, and online. And my next question, because I'm always the question is either what is your favorite Pilates exercise or if the person hasn't done it, then I just have to go generic exercise. But I know that you have done Pilates. So I can ask you, what is your favorite Pilates exercise? I have two. So in general, I... I'm trying my best to incorporate some Pilates into my workout routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the hundreds because I like that. And I, I, I like to suffer through it. I'll be honest because <laughs> it's hard, but it's good for you. And I also like the corkscrew again, hard, but good. Nice. For you. Very nice. Love those. Both of those. But those are my two favorites. Sizes. And in terms of the, exercise I do sort of during the week I try my best to get to the gym uh three to four times a week mm-hmm. I've been good this past week because I've been traveling and with the time change and our our spring forward and all of that yeah uh, but I I love to incorporate Pilates into my my weekly routine because it's just I feel so much better after like I said it, it's hard it? yeah <laughs> it just opens you up your posture you can't help but stand a little bit taller uh, when you're doing that. And when you tend to work out, do you like uh, more group classes at the gym or to do your own weight training session? Um, 
I like to do my own uh, cardio and some of the machines, but I, for the longest time, was a big fan of the group classes. I loved it. I loved the weight training group classes. I liked the um, more sort of aerobic group mm-hmm. classes as well. Um, and then I switched gyms. So I'm trying to find a time that works with my schedule where those yes. classes offered but I'm I'm okay with both so nice yeah because that's it's so key to find like what motivates us what what do we love because sometimes we love just the social aspect of going to a class and knowing that you're going to meet up with you know a few regulars that you see each week or if you're going with a friend or if you're the type of person that knows it's easier to just plug it into your home workout and roll right out of bed and just do the workout at home like it's all so personal for what works for everyone. So that's really nice. Uh, And my third question is about, I always like to ask people if they have, um, if they've ever written a book, and I know you mentioned that you have written your book. So tell us again, the title, and we'll link that in the show notes. Sure. It's Cocktails and Conversations, A Guide to Networking. And it's under 100 pages. It's for people who don't necessarily have time to read, such as myself. I love to, <laughs> but just finding time in my schedule to read for leisure is really challenging. I read a lot for for my work. I have to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, just for leisure. And I have a copy of it right here. I can show oh, it. Show us. Yes, please. So see, it's super, it's super short. It's under 100 love pages. It. Through sort of the principles of networking, yep. how to build your network, uh, a little bit of dining etiquette as well. And I am um, going to be revamping this because it's uh, I've sort of learned a little bit more. So I would love to add a little bit more. So you'll have another edition because that was my kind of part two to the question. Do you have any plans for any more books? Yes, I would love to write a second edition. And I know the publisher that I worked with was asking me about this, I want to say about a year ago. And I said, oh, no, 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 I don't think so. But now I'm revisiting that and thinking, yeah, there's a lot more. Oh, that's so exciting. And you and I met in person for the first time at a networking event at Erica, Erica's event back in June. That's when we first met. So yeah, there's been so many fantastic networking events in Ottawa. We have so many different pockets and groups uh, and hosts of different events, which is fantastic. It's so nice to try different food around the city and different areas of the city and just get to know different businesses and professionals. I I love it. It's so key for myself. I've even back when I first opened my studio and started teaching Pilates, um, I would go to networking events and it's been interesting because I ran into some people that I used to go to events with 20 years ago. <laughs> back uh so yeah so it's uh but it's so key it's so nice to as you said practice your communication skills practicing your follow-up skills and um just being open to new collaborations and connections and for meeting you know I was able to have you on the podcast which has been so lovely it's been so nice to have you on uh and you have some you have a a lovely way for our listeners to take advantage of um, one of your favorite stores to shop at, Sophia Grace. Sophie Grace, yes, there is. Or Sophie uh... Grace, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> and we'll we'll link up the uh, the website there, and that they can use the code Weekend W K N D for fifteen percent off. Yes, 
Yeah. So Sophie Grace is a Canadian brand. It's a, a woman-owned business. It's uh, my founder, Emma May. She's based in Calgary. And they have two showrooms, one in Calgary and one in Vancouver, but online across Canada and the U.S. as well. So they sell women's workwear. And I think they're filling a really big need in the in the market because after Jacob left, I personally didn't really know where to shop for mm-hmm. workwear, like the staples and have sort of like a workwear capsule. Mm-hmm. And I love some of their pieces that are sort of interchangeable because you can mix and match them with pieces you have in your closet and it feel, honestly, they feel like pajamas, but they don't look like pajamas. So I love that. And they're just so comfortable and the fit is amazing. I'm a five, four and size extra small. So I'm a hard person to fit for workwear and it's true to size. So I, and I the colors, it. some of the colors of some of those pieces, because you you'd made a, a reel, I guess, right recently. Yes, I was there uh, last weekend. Yes, gorgeous. I'll have to link that up in the show notes because uh, it's so it's beautiful just to see all the options. Yeah, absolutely. And they do they do a lot of wonderful staples and in, in their pants, and you know they'll do the blue and the the black, so the navy and the black, but they also have like a wonderful Merlot color. They've got a Moroccan green, the ivory, which I think is so feminine and nice. And you can mix and match those colors easily. Of course, they have a beautiful fuchsia as well in their showroom. That oh, they're, I love. They're doing it like a royal blue as well. So I'm, I'm thrilled. And I do want to let the listeners know that they have just come up with a luxe collection for their silk blouses. Mm-hmm. And it's the Kamala silk blouse inspired by Kamala Harris, of course. Uh, so I am a huge fan of that. I have two of them. And if it was up to me, I would buy it in every color, but I need to restrain myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet it feels amazing and looks amazing. It does. It just What colors like- did you get it in? I got it in a black because I wanted one that I could wear to work and then wear out as yes. well. And- bought the Moroccan green. It's again, such a rich color. You can pair it with ivory. You can pair it with a pair of jeans, a black skirt. Like it, yeah. it works really well with, with a lot of the staples you have in your wardrobe. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm loving some of the greens that are out lately and fuchsias are so many and yellows for the summer coming up again. And oh, I love it. It's so nice to wear color and just, as we said, like express your, your feelings and your artistic and your creative side and. Absolutely. And yeah. your color. Sometimes we might wear a color. We don't even realize what message we're sending. So I try to wear a lot of bright colors, especially if I'm teaching, I like to wear red or blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, red is a, a fun color, but some people can view it as being aggressive. So I figure I'm going to combat that with my friendly personality. So the students <laughs> um, and blue, of course, uh, inspires trust. So it's just a little bit more of that uh, building relationships and getting people to kind of trust you. Yes. And then the other promo that you had for um, Flax Maker. Yes. So they're a online retailer and they do swimwear. I don't do a lot of swimwear. Oh, swimwear. Uh, Because I am, I'm conscious of the fact that I am working as a professor. I do have students following me and I will, I don't want to put anything out there that I'm not proud of or not comfortable with. 
Mm-hmm. So I am definitely more conservative, I, I would say, in my style of dressing, but definitely when it comes to swimwear. And this is the only swimwear uh, collaboration I did oh, because they're more classy and conservative. They do a lot of one pieces with beautiful wraps and and uh, skirts. And it almost looks like a dress when you wear the skirt with the with the one piece. So oh, I their, their swimwear and um there is a code for $10 off your purchase. It's it's not, you know, something that's going to break or, or get worn out the first time you wear it or the first time it hits the water. And again, it's wonderful, even if you just want to lounge by the pool and look fabulous. So Right. Yeah. Some of the, well, some of those coordinated outfits with the cover up and the bathing suit, it's just so classy. And yeah, you just feel like you're done up by the pool. <laughs> Yeah, that's sort of my vibe. Not so much splashing in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Lounging by the pool. Well, we will link up the uh, promo codes for those in the show notes so that people can take advantage of that. And we will also link up your Instagram, which is the Weekend Fashionista, but we'll link it up and your Facebook and also on LinkedIn as well. You kind of use those the most active on those social media. Yeah. On LinkedIn, I share a lot of my teaching. Um, A lot of my students are on my LinkedIn. They love to see themselves on there and interact. And I love making new connections on LinkedIn as well. It's wonderful. Yes. You know, for business networking. And of course, um, having guest speakers in and they like that as well. So I've I've recently started reusing LinkedIn since we started doing everything in person. So yes, yes, I was finding a lot of certain pockets of networking events I was going to. That's exact first thing place where people were connecting was LinkedIn. So it's act it's interesting to see the different pockets and different organizations and what they kind of gravitate towards the Instagram, the LinkedIn, the you know, um, and people that utilize their email lists and email marketing. Um, I find that's really key. So yeah, all of it. It's so nice to just have a presence everywhere. And then wherever your um, clients are best, kind of where they like to interact, right? And getting to know that. Well, it's been wonderful to have you on today, Praveeni. I really, really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to having you on and we've had got to spend time at lots of different networking events and some fun ladies nights uh, taking advantage of some of the great uh, restaurants here in Ottawa. So I want to thank you again for coming on and I invite everyone to reach out if they have any questions for you uh, with regards to business or outfits, any uh, even just getting in with collaborations I'm sure that's a whole that's a whole ball game just knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to so we might have to have you back on just to talk about all of those ins and outs as well but again I want to thank you for being here at this episode of the lessons from the core podcast if you uh, got anything out of this today please reach out to us you can always email us and you can follow the podcast and give us a review that would be fantastic so thanks again for being here Thanks, Lisa. Thanks.